0: You're going to have to take your shirt off. Of this it. is The Rich Eisen Show. you invite a comedian on a sports show, I'm going to give you laughs. laughs.
1: Right? Live from The Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I'm not going to give you, all oh, this guy's hurt. He's got an ankle. <laughs> the Rich Eisen Show.
0: Guys, said we chit-chat? <laughs> oh, <of course. laughs> Today's
1: guests. Two-time Super Bowl champion running back, LaShawn McCoy. Six-time Pro Bowl wide receiver, Brandon Marshall. Plus, Rams defensive back, Jalen Ramsey. And now, it's Rich Eisen. All right, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. I am your humble host. Right here on the uh, the Los Angeles set of, uh, of said program. I'm best dad ever. Uh, let me get this sign straightened I mean, out right here. In my desk in a row. Three years running, I think. Running on a post. Okay. Um, hey, uh, this is the first time I've ever done this program in the eight plus or seven plus years now. Eighth season. Never done this uh, fresh off of doing first take on ESPN. Rats. And um, so... <clears throat> I'm sorry to say, some of the things I'm saying today are my second takes, um, <laughs> and normally normally I, I, I give you the freshest first take that's, that I can give you, and some of the material here today is recycled, um, certainly if it's going to be trolling on Michael Irvin. So uh, I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. I've got a lot going on today, and I'm already highly caffeinated and first taken. Um, First so taken.
0: where's Liam Neeson? I don't know.
1: First taken. How are you, Chris Brockman? Rich, I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. Oh boy, may yeah. uh, may Meet rest in peace. Louis Anderson as well, two guests that have been on this program. We'll 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 play you some of their uh, appearances. Um, if not here, then on our YouTube pages, um, and our 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 social media handles. Good to see you, feller. How hey, are you, Jason, what's feller? What's up, man? At yeah. J- that Jay Felly, good to see you over there, TJ Jefferson. You're you're not pleased with me. You're not happy. Well, Rich, with
0: me. two things. I can see paradise in the dashboard light. Thank you. And and also, I can see Michael Irvin being very upset with you. Why? When he watches this, for, because you were so disrespectful to the three time Super Bowl champion, to the Pro Football Hall of Famer, to, to the Dallas Cowboy legend, the playmaker, Michael Irvin. You and Stephen A. Smith, the disrespect that I heard on first take today, I just. I don't it, know what you're talking it upset about. upset me. I and don't so, understand what you're talking about.
1: Uh, you because. Know. You know um, why. No, I don't understand what you're talking about. <laughs> because I, I was just spitting truth. I am genuinely concerned that Michael Irvin is broken. We've got four and a half hours of game day morning lot. tomorrow to take you to kickoff of the divisional playoff game between the Bengals and the top-seeded Tennessee Titans in the AFC. Then we've got four more hours to take you to kickoff of the game that could potentially, um, depending on what things, how things go uh, on Saturday night, um, decide who hosts the NFC Championship game and uh, potentially uh, dethrone the champs. That was four hours leading up to Tom a Tom Brady divisional playoff game against the Los Angeles Rams. I'm concerned that Michael's a broken man based on how Stephen A. Smith did him dirty on Monday. And I didn't even see the video, Richard Isco, of uh, Game Day Morning, uh, the uh, producer of NFL Game Day Morning. He sent me the video. I didn't know that I was mentioned on Monday's program but, uh, by Stephen A. Smith pointing out to Michael Irvin that I had – I had more catches than C.D. Lamb had in the champ in the in the in the loss of the <laughs> San Francisco 49ers. I had more catches oh, yeah. on game day morning. We looked it up. That's not accurate. Oh. I had the same number hey, of catches number. of C.D. Lamb. I you had he more had One catch, but I double caught mine, so technically that's two catches. You
0: had more yards. I, I definitely caught yeah.
1: mine more than five yards. Yeah, sure. And uh, uh, unlike C.D. Lamb, mine uh, my longest catch of the day not was caught. not nullified by penalty. Yeah. It, it, I thought it, we it.
0: thought we moved on and turned the page. Yeah. I no, the page, sir. The page was turned. No, I thought we were on to the next chapter. No. I thought we, we put that the, to bed. This, this is the first weekend of it, the playoffs it, it, in it, it, which it.
1: the varsity, as you like to call them, is not playing. So we'll, we'll see if the parents show so, up. So the funny thing is, as Michael Irvin was referred to by Stephen A. Smith on today's program, his his setup initial question to me on uh, first take. I hope he fights all His initial setup question <laughs> to me on first take was: Now that the Cowboys are out, <laughs> what what purpose does Michael Irvin serve, man. Ouch. Is what he said. <laughs> now Irvin I just, just defend Michael to say that there were more things for him to talk about. You know. <laughs> so, what? 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 You took way so, too much joy. You were too giddy thing. this what? morning about that, man. You were what? so happy. What? 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 What purpose do the <laughs> divisional playoff games serve if the Cowboys are not in them? Right. That's what I'm saying. That's what you're saying. Cancel the season. Oh no! Now I know. Now I know what purpose they serve. The teams that are in it are are, are competing to decide who actually wins the championship. Forty million people
0: aren't going to tune in to see any other games. All right, Rich. We'll <laughs> hey, hey, hey,
1: hey. see. We'll see. So you're saying. Outside of the Super Bowl, because you know you're going to lose that battle, that the Cowboys and the 49ers, uh-huh. that the 40-some-odd million people that watched it on average and then crested above the 50 million mark. That's what I saw. That, that will wind up serving as the highest-rated playoff game of of the wild-card divisional and and championship game rounds. That's what you're saying. I, I'm pretty sure. How? How? <laughs> Stephen A. Smith <laughs> is reappearing on the primary. Anyway, thank you to Stephen A. for the invite. It was great to chat with Molly Kierum again, and then of course being back on the worldwide leader in sports, that was kind of cool. So, uh, we've got a great show here. LaShawn McCoy is coming up in 14 minutes. JD. Um and also he knows he knows what it's like to play in big games with yeah. uh, with uh, Andy Reid as a coach, right? Um, and what? <laughs> what, what? <laughs> It's well, just like, it, I don't know why that, that. was funny. Well, here's I why it was funny, it's Chris. Because
0: he—he's Rich is so intelligent, so he's going to pick at me. And he, he, he wasn't talking Andy Reid, LeSean McCoy Chiefs. He was talking Andy Reid, LeSean McCoy Eagles when they beat now, up on the Cowboys a little. That's what he was thinking. reading on. into things you shouldn't read wow. into? Come on. This <laughs> wow. is Rich. Chris, you know this man. This man's very intelligent. First off, I thinking. love LeSean McCoy's nickname. Shady? Uh, secondly. Cut on
1: dime. Secondly, 25.
0: back-to-back Super Bowl champion, LaShawn McCoy. Hey, put some respect mm. on this name. So if anyone wants to pick him up here in the playoffs, mm. maybe Shady can get that third straight ring. That's right. <laughs> he won with
1: the Chiefs and he won with the Bucks. right? That's right. Yeah. So you know it's all about it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at you when I deliver that line, too. It's got nothing <laughs> to do with you.
0: Well, that one didn't. <laughs>
1: wow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're talking about Super Bowl wins. Clearly, it had nothing to do with me. <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, Brandon Marshall's going to join us. I love checking in with Brandon. He's one of my favorites. I love him. Um, and as you know, I've turned the page on Antonio Brown, but he reopened the book. And if anybody's going to interview Antonio Brown that I'm interested in hearing what he's got to say, um, it's Brandon Marshall. Because yeah. they, they, this is going to drop on Monday on I Am Athlete, the uh, podcast that um, that uh, Brandon has created, very popular podcast. And uh, that's going to drop on the I Am Athlete YouTube page on Monday. And he told uh, Brandon that he does not have mental problems. As you know, if – Brandon Marshall is all about making sure that mental health awareness is at the forefront of so many people's mm-hmm. minds.
0: Oh, well, and all the Twitter psychiatrists have diagnosed Antonio Brown here in the last couple of years. Well, I
1: mean, you know, um, I'm I'm one of them. I think I I think he needs help. Yeah. Senator M- Brandon's going to join us and give us some two cents on the playoffs coming up in uh, in an hour from now, and then third hour, uh, Jalen Ramsey will join us on this program. It's his job to lock down. Mike Evans, and potentially pick off Tom Brady and lead the Los Angeles Rams into the championship game round. That's what his job is, and I can't wait to chat with him. That's an hour three. TJ's big-ass grab bag and more of your phone calls. Chris Brockman, sneaky good games. Del Tufo is not here for the weather report, so we'll just tell you it's going to be cold in Green Bay. Do <laughs> we get Mike to call in? No. <laughs> no.
0: why, why are you flatly rejecting that?
1: Uh, because I know what's right for the program. Okay.
0: <laughs> you don't I think a, everything ready? Yeah, you no, don't no. think a crazy phone call from wherever Mike is and you, you want to arrange that? Ride? You
1: want to arrange that? Go for it. Great, great. Yeah. It's I think...
0: raining sideways.
1: Uh, let, me, let me work. Let me work on it. <laughs> Very that. good. Hold
0: on. I got it.
1: Okay. Now then, I'm going to do for the divisional playoff round. Okay. The final weekend of the NFL season where there are multiple games on multiple days. Unfortunately, there's just going to be one more weekend with multiple games, and then there's just one more weekend of game, period, the big game, and that's that. The divisional round has habitually been known. This is prior to the wild card weekend being expanded and called super, despite the, uh, whatchamacallit, yeah. results. Um, that uh, um, this is the weekend in which the best play. This is the best weekend of National Football League football. Multiple games, multiple days, the teams that have the bye weeks now have to actually play and put their seasons on the line in the same way that the, everybody else who made this weekend did the previous No longer. (laughs) It's now the divisional playoff weekend, and it is now time for me to rank these games in terms of my level of interest from four to one. I need NFL Films music, Mr. Feller, please, to set the mood. Let's go. Because here we go. I've got some interesting facts and nuggets for you to make you smarter and get you all hyped up. Hit it, please. And we start with... All due respect, I'm going to jump in and you all know which is number four on this list because there are no previous MVPs playing in this game. There are two teams that don't have the history in big games for quite some time. One of them, as we know, wound up a yard short of winning it all. Another one wound up being unfortunate in their two previous Super Bowl appearances having to beat Joe Montana. I'm talking about the Bengals at the Titans. That is number four on my list of games that I'm looking most forward to. And Titans fans, I'm sure you're sitting there saying, oh, well, you've been pounding the table for the Titans, or at least some of you have heard me do that. And now I'm disrespecting them as the number one seed. I've just basically set up to tell you, that this may have a lot of future stars, certainly from the Cincinnati side of things. And the Titans may wind up going to the Super Bowl. And, you know, then, then they won't be a, of the least interesting aspect of a divisional playoff weekend. That they deserve the kudos to go get, certainly with all the injuries that they suffered. That said, now that I've said it, here are some interesting facts about this game. Derrick Henry's coming back and we're all making a big deal of it, as we should. Guy finished with almost a 1,000 yards rushing, and we haven't seen him in a few months. He finished ninth on the rushing list, and we haven't seen him in a few months. He's incredible, and he is a difference maker. But maybe we're looking at the wrong guy because there's another guy on this team that's been banged up this year, and we've seen him more recently than obviously several months ago. But this team, the T- Tennessee Titans, are 11-2 and two when A.J. Brown is active and healthy. And we saw it against the San Francisco 49ers when he was a surprise Uh dress and active player on a night and he dominated this is the guy i think along with derrick henry clearly is going to be the way that the titans get through because the cincinnati Bengals are a red hot team coming in with a red hot quarterback in one joey burrow let's talk about joe burrow he comes in this game in the last three contests 1,200 passing yards plus 10 touchdowns, zero interceptions in a three-game span. In the history of the NFL, the number of quarterbacks who previously had over 1,200 passing yards, 10 or more touchdowns, and no interceptions in a three-game span are nobody. Joe Burrows the first. (laughs) (laughs) That's how hot this quarterback is. (laughs) <laughs> Nobody's ever done that over a three them. game span against Baltimore, Kansas City, and Vegas. The key here is those are all in the jungle. This one is on the road. It's the leadoff game of divisional playoff weekend. Number three on the list. I went with the nightcap on Saturday, and I know that I'm going with the one seeds as four and three on this list. But I'm going with the Packers and the 49ers as number three on this list. Even though so much is on the line with Rodgers, could you imagine if Green Bay, after all of this and that, the this being the regular season and the that being the non-playing season leading up to Rodgers showing up for the this, could you imagine if they are one and done by the 49ers just like the Cowboys were? and what that would mean in terms of Rodgers' short-term decision and then, of course, his overarching legacy. He's still going to be the number one quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, in my mind, on so many parts of the stat sheet. And he's still going to be, you know... One of the best of his generation. But he still won't have has as many Super Bowls as Bart Starr. I'm front-loading the conversation if we come on the air on Monday and Rodgers isn't a playoff victorious quarterback this weekend. So there is a lot on the line. It's a rematch of the 2019 NFC title game. Matt LaFleur with a win. Let's be positive here for a moment. With a win, he would be the second coach in the Super Bowl era, night since 1970, to reach three straight conference title games in his first three years as head coach. The only other coach to go to a championship game in his first three years as a head coach in the NFL is Jim Harbaugh. Yes, that's correct. Nobody else would be able to come out of the gate quite like those two if LaFleur gets there. Now, one thing to look at for Green Bay, And my whole commentary so far has been Rodgers-focused because it's a quarterback-driven league and this is the guy we're expecting to go back-to-back for the MVP. But it's the defense, folks, for Green Bay to look at. In Rodgers' 20 career playoff starts, folks, the Packers' defense has given up an average of 26.6 points per game. That is the most points per game given up by a defense – for any quarterback that started 10 or more playoff games. And Rodgers is going to start his 21st. Against the Niners, he's never beaten the Niners in the playoffs. You know why? Because the Niners have averaged 35 points per game in those three <laughs> games. So look at the D. And if the Niners are struggling on offense, very good sign for green. don't I know we're going to be focused on Rodgers and Adams and the run game. It's the defense. Stupid, I guess. So keep an eye on all of that in that rematch of the 2019 NFC Championship game that the Niners, I think, still Raheem Mostert hit his head on the goalpost just again five minutes ago from that one. Number two on this list, I am going with the kickoff on Sunday. I'm going with the Rams and the Buccaneers. Tom Brady's playing in this game, folks. Will we have in this game the Rams winning and meaning we would have a new champion in the NFL this year. Also, if the Niners pull off the upset on Saturday night in the freezing cold of Lambeau Field, this game would be for the right to host the Mm -hmm. NFC championship game, adding a little extra layer of all of this. Now then, some interesting facts going into this one. Sean McVay with the win over the Cardinals, tied John Robinson for the most wins by a Rams coach in the team's postseason history. If he wins this one, he'll be the winningest coach in Rams postseason history. And I don't know if you heard, he's not yet 40. Um, You know who is 40? The quarterback of the uh, 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 Buccaneers. (laughs) Brady's going for his 10th straight win in the divisional round. Let me repeat that. He's going for his 10th straight win in the divisional round against the quarterback who's making his first ever divisional round appearance. And interestingly enough about Stafford and Brady, we all know about Stafford and his legacy conversation. He's got the numbers for Hall of Fame trajectory. He just doesn't have the playoff wins. This is the, you know, I guess, career-altering run that he could be going on, defeating Brady and knocking out the Bucks with Aaron Donald going up the middle along with the rest of that defense of an offensive line that is banged up. That's clearly the key in this game. And we got Jalen Ramsey on the back end of our show on this defense. He's on in hour number three. But it's just the third postseason game in the history of the NFL where both quarterbacks coming in had 40 or more touchdown passes in the regular season. Brady led the league with 43. Stafford was second with 41. The other two games, last year's NFC Championship game between Rodgers and Brady, and the 2011 wildcard game. Get this between Breeze and Matthew Stafford. How about that? So both quarterbacks in this game have already played in the previous such contest and this is the third only such contest. Can't wait. Number one on the list is the finale. If you've noticed, I've gone in order here. That's just the way it's worked out. And I think the NFL kind of is building up to Bills and Chiefs. And it is a credit to both of these franchises that they are the number one game to look forward to of a divisional playoff weekend and Brady and Rodgers are in two other ones it's because of these two young quarterbacks folks it's because we've never seen a playoff game played in the NFL with both quarterbacks coming off of five touchdown performances from the previous week in the playoffs we've never seen that before this is the seventh time interestingly enough how about this for the Bills? This is the seventh time a team has had a chance to eliminate both a Belichick and an Andy Reid coach team in the same playoff. Okay? The previous six times, after knocking off one of the two, the team that tried to complete the sweep was 0-6 in trying to complete the sweep. It's never happened before. Now, I'm betting that's somebody beating an Andy Reid team, right, and then losing to Belichick team maybe in the playoffs and the Super Bowl because the NFC and the AFC team. But the Bills have a chance to do something nobody's ever done before. Both quarterbacks are so good. Here's how good they are. They're both this young, and they're both earning that much money, and nobody's batting an eye. Nobody's batting an eye. They're that good. And Mahomes could be to Allen – what Brady has been to Mahomes and now with Brady out of the conference this is the quarterback for Allen to go through and get to the back row and say king me I'm the king of this conference to prevent the Chiefs from getting to a title game again for a fourth straight year which would by the way make Andy Reid the first coach to make a championship game in a conference four years in a row, and two separate conferences. That's never happened. And how about this for the setup as well? Last division round game. That was a rematch of a championship game from the year before. We all know that the Bills lost to the Chiefs in the championship game last year, and there's that famous photograph of Stefan Diggs watching the ceremony. The last divisional round game that was a rematch of the championship game the year before was the 2004 divisional game between the Patriots and the Colts, Brady versus Manning. And this, to me, is this generation's version of Brady versus Manning. And the time before that was the 79 divisional round between the Cowboys and the Rams. It's so rare what we're seeing. And that's why that's number one on my list of most fascinating divisional games hopefully we set the stage for you. Let's take a break. LaShawn McCoy is going to join us. Can't wait to talk to this back-to-back Super Bowl champion. That's next on the Rich Eisen show.
0: This is the Rich Eisen Show.
1: Back here on the Rich Eisen Show Terrestrial Radio Outfit. Joining us here, LaShawn McCoy on the Rich Eisen Show. So, uh, what is Bruce Arians telling everybody right now? Now that you know what it's like playing for him. What do you think's going on with Arians there right now?
2: I think with is um, an excellent coach. I was so surprised how well of a coach he was. I heard a lot of great things about him. So, one thing about him is um, he also makes challenges, right? Um, you know, and I think when, when he makes his challenges, he's a lot more serious. He's a lot more direct. Um, one thing about B.A., man, is that I love is he's a coach that he doesn't hide his emotions, doesn't hide his thoughts or feelings. He's he's straight up, you know, his feelings, is on the table. And I'm sure he's telling his guys right now, hey, man, it's a big challenge. You know, the, the Rams are talked about. They, they did a lot of um, changes and additions in the offseason to be where they're at right now. So the defense line, you know, you got to step up. Make staff uncomfortable, and then offense. Hey, I me mean, got some guys down. You got some guys hurt. You got the best quarterback and best player to ever play the game in Tom Brady. So, what are you guys gonna do?
1: What's your good? What's your Brady story? You got one for me? The one that that pretty much sums up what he's like to play with, teammate with, or on the field with. You got a good one for me, what one, one,
2: one day, um, I was just in a bad mood. Right? Um, I wasn't getting like. I, Plays I want to get right and um and he's like hey hey Shady let's do some some extra routes and normally I always do it you know I'm always trying to perfect my craft and one time I'm like oh no I like waved it off and I shook my head I'm like he hey Shady because I think that hurt him hey Shady and I like waved it off and he came to me and said hey man you know let's do some extra routes we we kind of left the you know the practice field he, he came to me and grabbed my arm he said hey if I ask you to do something you do it he said I ain't he said I'm not telling you to do something I won't I won't do it right I was like, damn, it's a real leader right there. <laughs> so that's one of my Tom Brady stories. He let me know, hey, look, man, the way I got to this level is not by that. It's about, you know, perfecting the craft and keep going.
1: So why were you upset again? Why were you? I
2: was just upset because I, I wanted – I guess one of the plays I was supposed to get, I didn't get. I think they gave it to somebody else. It wasn't like – I had like a little moment. You know, hey, I had sure. a little moment. So – uh, he just checked, hey, man, it's a team thing, you know.
1: So in that moment, you didn't just strip down and run off the field and quit?
2: No, I, let, you know, I actually left my shoulder pads on. I okay. On. And, it was at, and it was at practice.
1: All right. <laughs> but, uh, no, but I, I just kind of find it interesting that, you know, you, you got down because you thought maybe you weren't getting the rep or you weren't getting the snap, you weren't getting the look, you weren't getting the, the target, and Brady's the one coming up to you to say, Let's, let, let me get you through this. With the extra reps here, to make sure you're sharp, because he he's he knows, and you did too deep down. I mean, yeah. you're a pro. I mean, you're you're not on the all-time uh, teens list, you know, in the NFL for for nothing. You know exactly. too that you could be called at any minute, and that's the route you have to win the game. You know what I mean? Like that's the way it works. Yeah.
0: It's, well,
2: it's about being a professional. It's the NFL, and, and you know we have our roles. And at the end of the, the day, we're all trying to win Super Bowls. And I, I think when we go back to – I'll give you one, one more story. Yeah. Um, everybody was talking about Tom Speed, right? So, for like, the last couple of weeks, he was, like, sprinting. So, they set up a they set up a, they set up a, a, a race because he's so competitive, right? Right. He said, well, look, I'll I race whoever you guys want to race. So, the guys made a joke. So, they, they brought up one of the coaches. Now, the coach was like, wide receiver coach, I won't say his name, but he you knows in shape. They you know he plays some ball. And I think Tommy beat him. <laughs> to show you, look, man, look, I could do it all. So that's to show his competitive nature that you always hear about and read
1: about. Well, I know. He he, he tweeted out or he Instagrammed out a, uh, a shot of him catching a football on the sideline that was thrown errantly, and he grabbed it out of the air. You know, like, and this is the sort of stuff that he wants to let everybody know. And, and you know, because, again, uh, it, it, we keep talking about his accomplishments in terms of his age, because we've never seen it. For, it just doesn't compute. You know what I mean? It doesn't, it does not compute. And now comes this, uh, this game this week where, you know, which two guys being out do you think matters more? Uh, Jensen and Werfs up front or Godwin and Brown not in the pattern? What do you think? Let's oh
2: wait, so- so the two linemen are out. Is that, is that
1: well, a- I'm just—it's not oh, official, okay. but uh, the guys haven't practiced all week. Even if they get yeah, out yeah. there on Friday, I mean, that's a—that gr- might be the so, most grown-ass man in the history of the NFL coming up the middle of that defense. You know, like so. Even right, if they do play, you, you know, you know there won't be a hundred percent. So, that's, true. that's yeah.
2: That, that might be the biggest difference. You know why? Wow. Um, since I've been there, the last this or last, last year, I'm sorry, and then this year, since being a part of like all my friends and my guys, mm-hmm. they've been the most healthiest offensive line group I've been a part of, right? And um, as you know, Brady, he's in tune with his lineman, right? Yes. Um, Ryan is like extremely smart, and um, he kind of runs that show. And then Tristan is probably the, the best lineman. I mean, he has great feet. He's he's a superstar in making the things he's done this year. It's it's like. I mean, it's not surprising. So knowing that, that's probably the biggest, I think, issue would be the linemen if they're out. Because that's a great group. They know each other well. They know the plays they like to do well. Um, they communicate on another level. So them two not playing, that would be dangerous
1: for the team. Sean McCoy here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show prior to divisional playoff weekend. Um, which uh, team in Tennessee, Cincinnati or the Titans, would you be most concerned about coming out? The team that's number one with a huge lift, and we assume it's Derrick Henry coming back like Derrick Henry, or this young team that really doesn't know what they don't know in a way and don't care to know it like the Bengals. Which one's more dangerous to you, do you think?
2: I'm going, I'm going with the young gunners, man. <laughs> I, I like what with, with, I call them the, the barrel crew. I love what they're doing. They're, they're young, they're explosive, they have the I-don't-care attitude. Even in his second year, Joe Burrow is emerging to one of the biggest stars. Um, then you look at probably one of the – he's the best rookie obviously I've ever seen in Jamar Chase. Really? Um, I, I, like, I like them. I like Joe Mixon in, in the backfield. Um, Tee Higgins is in there. Really? And then my guy Tyler Boyd from Pittsburgh holding it down. I love that group. I think they're dangerous because I remember just playing as a youngster, right? not knowing who's the real good guys hmm. and just playing and the reacting. To, to when I knew who everybody was, I like, okay, you are playing against Ray Lewis. Let me watch out for 52. You see what I'm saying? You just go out there playing. So right. they're more dangerous to me.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that's funny. So, you know, the wiser you got, the less risky you got, basically, is what you're saying in the NFL? Deshaun? The
2: I think, like, the, the, the smarter you got, I got easier, but also you're just more aware. right? You're just more aware where if you're younger, you're just running and gunning and you're not aware you might take a big hit because you just didn't you didn't see it coming, you didn't know it was coming. You know, you just playing. Balls to the walls, just going out there, giving all you got. Um, you know, but I think with young gun, man, you just you take you take them dangerous risks. So I look at a quarterback where I'm young and um I'm a, I'm gonna try to throw that ball in the needle, gun the needle and get it in there compared to the older vet that's knowledgeable, that knows a little bit, I, I might not chance it.
1: Le- McCoy. the got to
2: take
1: a chance. Yep, I hear you. Leshawn McCoy here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. Okay, so you won two years ago with the Chiefs. You won last year with the Bucks. If we could wave a wand and say you get a phone call from somebody saying join or, or, or you get a phone call from somebody saying you could join any of the eight teams left so you could have a shot at a third ring in a row, one of those rare moments, which team would you choose? You have a choice. You could go on any of these eight teams. Which one would LaShawn McCoy choose? Because you feel you could go back to back to back.
2: If I if I had that decision and choice, yes, sir. I would start start off like this. Back to back, I'm going with the Bucks. <laughs> I feel like they have the best opportunity.
1: You do. Uh, I, I, look, I, I I chose the Bucks. Okay, I chose the Bucks prior to last year, and I got off them. I'll be honest with you. The way that your team looked. Going into Thanksgiving, that was the week in which you lost to the Chiefs, but we saw what happened after that, right? Um, and I got off you, and I, I swore I would never get off of a Tom Brady quarterback team ever again if I thought they had the chance to win. And I chose him before this season, and I haven't gotten off them despite being given a mulligan by the NFL Network crew on Thanksgiving and yet last week. But the guys injured up front really, really make me nervous. LaShawn.
2: Yeah, now that, that that's the biggest thing. If, if, if some guys are hurt, that's going to be tough for him right? for the team. But one thing about Brady, man, like just being there with him, like he's so aware of everything. So when they're getting pressure on him, right, you can't blitz him because he's going to be ready for that. Um, you know, the only team I've ever seen really play us really well because they match up well with us was um, the Saints just because they got the guys up front yeah. and they got the guys in the back end, right? But when I look at the Rams, I don't think they, they don't have that, right?
1: You don't think no, they got the hold on a second? I got Jalen Ramsey on an hour number three, Lashawn. I don't want to get him upset. Oh,
2: I mean, he, I mean, he's one, but that's that's one guy. Like that's he's listen, listen. He, I mean, he's by far the best corner in the league. It's with I mean, he's a whole secondary. You see what I'm saying? I was I'm sure Tom's gonna stay away from him, right? Because I would, right? And then he's gonna he's got he's got his tight ends now, right? He got he got the other young guy. See, Tom knows like he's all about matchups. So okay, ground was hurt, and he's a hell of a player, and AB's not playing. He has other players with other abilities, so he's going to go for the matchups. He's got the running backs, got the tight ends, Leonard from Nets playing. So they, he, he, he's going to make it happen. And Tom, with the linemen, if they're banged up, he still finds a way like, okay, now my reads have to be quicker, right? The play calling has to be a little quicker. Now, longer play actions. Like, this guy is different. He's a different dude in the playoffs. So you know this.
1: I do. That's why I'm not getting off him again. But the And, pack- and,
2: and, and, and last week. Yeah. All the talk about the Belichick, I'm happy it's over because it's Brady. I, I try to tell you, it's really Brady 12 that does all that magic, not Belichick. Now they can see it for their own eyes. Now that they separate with the championship, and now the Tom's still in the playoffs, still making noise.
1: <laughs> come, come on, hold Brady a second. Season. Wait a minute. You're saying, come on, Belichick doesn't does nothing. You're, you're like it's all. It was all Brady the entire time. Is that what you're saying? I,
2: mean, I can't say. On. On. But it's, I mean, it's more like, more like sixty forty. You know, what I 60 mean? sixty forty. I'm being generous.
1: Including the times when Tom was starting back, you know, before you even were playing, when you were, you're, when you were a twinkle in the Pittsburgh Panther eye. You know what I'm saying, Lashawn? Yeah, even then. Even then, like, like
2: when he got with Tommy, the old everything changed. I mean, you see the the stats, the numbers. Before that, was it that. Tommy wasn't wasn't what it is now. It wasn't on dynasty. And then you then you leave Tommy and you get the most point score ever in a, in a in a playoff game. They didn't they didn't have not one fourth down. That was crazy. Scoring every possession. That was that, that, that matters, right?
1: Yeah. No, I I, I see it, but I, I I mean, I I just had to push back a little bit there. Look, I, I mean, I I believe in Tom just like everybody else, but you know, no, you choose them. You wouldn't choose the Packers. At all? Like they're, you, you if like Brady and the Packers make it and Brady goes back there, you were there last year, you saw it. think they'd do it again, right? Can't I think they'd do
2: man. it again. I, I just think that they match up well. See, I'm, all, I'm, I'm big on matchups, Yeah. right? Yes. Because I think they're well coached. The A's like a real, really good coach. Um, you know, I think that the Packers, they're a complete team too. But look at both sides. Like on defense, I think that the, the Bucks, they play Aaron Rodgers really, really well. Solid secondary, Okay. get a lot of pressure on him. You got to get pressure on Aaron Rodgers without sending the, the heat, right? Because if you do, he's gonna yep. like dissect everything, right? And I think the Bucks do that well. Get pressure with, with no blitzes,
1: okay. You know So we'll uh, see. We will see.
2: I, I could be wrong. I'm never always 100 right. I'm just more like
1: 89 <laughs> <I'm> percent right. 89 <laughs> percent right. You
0: that's got a great percentage. Percentage. That's for me. But, LeSean, no, stop. Guy, leave man. him alone. Stop it. If you a- need me? Let
1: me know. <laughs> 89. <laughs> I told you that. 80, foot. Okay, that's right. 89 percent right, Lashawn McCoy. Wow. I've never heard that one before, wow. but <laughs> thanks for the call Lashawn. You be well. I, I uh, miss chatting with you. Let's do more of this, this yep. more often.
2: One of my favorites, man, for sure.
1: Yep. Right back at you. Thank you. Right back at you. That's LaShawn McCoy right here on the Rich Eisen Show.
0: You know, it's kind of
1: crazy when I think about this. This guy was on the all time team for the 2010s, right? For the teens, as I mentioned. Ten
0: thousand yards. I
1: covered every season of it.
0: Make you feel a little old? I do. It feels
1: me feel really old. I mean, all those first take pictures. And first take, they had me in they you know, they showed me as a little pup on the set in 96 in ESPN. See, you've got you know, that time capsule I, mean, I, I know that, stuff, stuff, but that, it's just, I just saw myself. Have. I saw yeah, it, you know, and I Why just look, I, I look like an old man.
0: Because, you know, we didn't take pictures, you know, in the 80s, 90s like people do today. So if you yeah. just to have those yeah. those shots so to just be able
1: to show your kids, like that's got to be incredible. Oh, God, incredible. my kids. You know what they love? Because Susie made a video, I, th- I think, for either the St. Jude Award a few years ago or, or my 50th, whichever one that was, and they showed me on the set. My kids love the fact that my first thing that I said sitting next to Larry Beale is, who am I? And how did I get here? That's how I started my ESPN oh, career. Yeah,
0: great.
1: And so Taylor will just walk around the house sometimes out of the blue. My eight-year-old daughter would just say, who am I? And how did I get here? <laughs> really? So that's how they're remembering it. That's okay. I'm still the best dad ever. We'll take a break. There's a new man in New York City. And I'm going to talk directly to the camera to welcome him to the New York sports scene. And I know... Folks will be very upset because he's already been part of the New York State sports team. This is a different ball of wax. That's coming up next right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O-O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
0: This is the Rich Eisen Show.
1: Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, we're talking about, um, you know, not the that. revisionist history of Cutting, C- Mooch Cutting Kurt Warner and, and not drafting Tom Brady. And it was part of, is it Kurt, uh, in the film, it was time for Kurt to go in for the Packers in a, in a, in a practice. And Kurt had just gotten there and was uncomfortable about going in because he didn't know everything yet. And he wasn't, he didn't think he was prepared yet. So they cut him and Mooch has told him you cut yourself, right? You know, and that's what he says in the movie. And that's pretty much what Kurt says was accurate. Yeah. You know, everyone should go see American underdog. Great movie. Great movie. Okay. Eight four four two oh four Rich is the uh the number to dial. Welcome to the New York City sports scene. Joe Shane. Who's Joe Shane? Do you say? Never heard of him. Joe Shane, great set of hair, the dimples, or he's a very handsome man. Very handsome man. And he is the man. man who is getting handed the keys to the big blue car in the New York metropolitan area. The assistant general manager of the Buffalo Bills coming to New York City, and he is the one named as the new general manager of the New York Giants. And, you know, you're mandated as... Just to say, there's some things you're mandated to say as a sports broadcaster because you could get your card taken away. First of all, any event in Australia is down under. (laughs) Any event that takes place over in London's across the pond. And when referring to a momentous situation for this team, it's the New York Football Giants. As if anybody (laughs) remembers the New York Baseball Giants. You know what I'm saying? That's what they used to say, the New York Football Giants back in the New York City area. One of the things I would tell Joe Shane as he's coming in. Also, get this right, Joe. He's from Elkhart, Indiana. You're not in Elkhart anymore. Hmm. And this is what's so important about the situation for Joe Shane. First of all, all these New Yorkers are going to pronounce your name showing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you start winning, everyone will know it's Shane in town. Okay. Secondly, secondly, this is such a huge hire because it appears, based on everything that you hear and read, what you hear is the Mara and Tish's, the Mara's and the Tish's. John and Steve are telling Shane, it's yours. Clearly, when you find the coach, we've got to talk to them before we give them our money but this is yours we're we're you know we haven't really gotten it right the last few years to say the least <laughs> and we're out of this business of running the team based on how we think it should be done and this coach and that thing and whatever and our input here apparently they're giving the keys to the general manager whoever they're hiring and saying go for it so it's up to joe shane to decide what they're going to do with daniel jones up to joe shane what they're going to do with the coaching staff up to joe shane about everything else scouting soup to nuts it's his and you know the bar is pretty low for him but welcome to new york man and i say that with the utmost of respect and total arrogance western new york that that ain't uh, that ain't uh, that ain't new york city
0: okay
1: Nuh-uh. and a nice team that he's put there so put together there right with the rest of the staff they want that piece so what are they going to do are do they think does he think what did he say what are he saying in this meeting does he think daniel jones could be Josh Allen, like, now clearly he doesn't have the heft, okay? He doesn't bring the wagon to circle like the Buffalo Bills. He doesn't have that, but he does have the arms and the legs. He does have that multiple faceted game. He does have the ability to to, to let you wonder, am I going to take off with it or am I going to throw it? The problem is the last few years has been like the defense is like, oh, who cares? Take off with it. We'll put you down. And even if you get through us, you're gonna trip on the twenty. Wow. I'm 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 just talking truth. <laughs> and you're gonna hand it off. We're gonna hand it off to that kid from Penn State who who's who hasn't stayed healthy and otherwise you you haven't figured it out. These are facts. <laughs> jeez. What do you mean, jeez? Uh,
0: you know, let's be positive.
1: No, I'm positive. This is one of the worst situations Joe Shane has taken over I know, with a but with guy a fam- got his dream job like, I, come I, on no I, this is a huge question yeah and the hire of a coach might answer it you're already hearing well i guess Brian Dayball is going to be the next coach of the giants definitely hearing that well i mean <laughs> makes sense because you Covet what you see every day, to use the silence of the lambs phrase, and the guy who's been coordinating an offense that Shane and obviously Bean has been shaping. Can Daniel Jones do it? And one thing that Gettleman has bequeathed are a whole host of talented receivers who haven't shown off their talent because they can't, they wouldn't, they couldn't. They weren't coordinated, right? The foot the football injury gods were striking them down. You know? And all I know is that the first thing you got to say to your new coach is um do you have a surrender formation in your playbook? Cuz if you do, <laughs> You just, just right. let's, let, I will, wild. hand me the, let me turn just, around hold and on, walk here's out. what we're going to do, let me turn just, turn around, hold on, hold walk on. out, no, no, here, I'll, I'll, I'll use a little bit of, I'll use, I'll use a visual and I'll, I'll the a little sound, here we go, that's what we'll do. Kobe. Didn't work for the last one, around here. <laughs> so the bar's low, set low, aim high. Do you have a diner menu call sheet? No. You can't have that either. (laughs) How how tailored are your suits? Is your hair slick back? But this is the guy. They believe in him. Let's see. Can he bring some of that Bill's magic to the Giants? Which is one last other crazy aspect of it. Hour two. Brandon Marshall coming up.